Zapvertising has two forms, and I believe there is a crucial difference between the two. In one version, a company or creator zaps a ton of notes on their Nostra feed. Blockstream has done this for a couple of days at a time to great success. It is very unobtrusive, just a gentle reminder that they are there. And it is a way to earn goodwill that may lead to follows and possibly conversion to sales. This method has already proven itself to be fairly successful, as I think the amount of goodwill towards Blockstream shown in the timeline has shown. There's very little downside to this method, and there are already tools implemented on most clients to turn off zap notifications if it ever becomes an annoyance. The best in Bitcoin made audible. I am Guy Swan, and this is Bitcoin Audible. What is up, guys? Welcome back to Bitcoin Audible. This is where you will hear all of the best articles, research papers, breakdowns of the tech, everything in Bitcoin made available to you in audible form by Guy Swan. I'm Guy Swan, the guy who has read more about Bitcoin than anybody else you know. And we have got a great little read today about a new thing that's landed on Noster. It's called Zapvertising. And we have talked a lot about what Lightning does or the potential that Lightning has for fundamentally altering monetization models on the web. And I think this is a really important part of the discussion. And I find it funny because Blockstream is the example here that he uses of kind of the first iteration or the first major use of this, which actually worked really, really well. And it was neat. And uh, then it's trying to be standardized and there's some quote unquote new way to use this and there's something specific in the protocol or maybe not the protocol, it was a client, I can't remember exactly. But regardless, they're trying to formalize the idea of a Z advertisement based on Zap. And I really like this. This article is by the same cat, uh, which I am not sure who the same cat is. Or the same as what, but uh, I will try to find their pub key and make sure that it is in the description so you can follow them. Uh, the link in the um, this is on Telegraph, tele, te, telegraph.ph. So it's Telegraph with a dot before the ph, um, which is a another one like Blogstack.io or Opla.news. It appear, appears um, that it's a Noster-based note, uh, long-form note, or the medium or Substack version of Noster. Or actually, I guess I, I assumed this and I'm not even 100% sure. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But regardless, I have the link in the show notes so you can check it out if you want to check out the website as well as the article itself. And I'll try to find the same cat on Noster. The author link actually goes to a telegram. But regardless, this is, uh, I think, actually a really good article on the good, the bad, and the ugly, essentially, of Zapvertising and where it has... Uh, great potential and where it could just be a twisted version of the same bad incentives of something like Twitter. And I dig into it a little bit more in the guy's take and kind of expand on what I think, where I think this actually fits in great and why it might not need any standardization. But I don't want to get ahead of the article. Uh, so let's go ahead, hit our sponsors really quick, and then we will get into the read. An amazing thank you to Fold 
and the fold card, the debit card that pays you sats back on everything. 100,000 sats, which is like 25 bucks, maybe a little bit more. All you have to do is go to the app with my link, bitcoinaudible.com slash fold. Go to the app, sign, just make an account with your email, get the free spin card, put 20 bucks on it and spend it. Gift card, anything. Not only will you get those sats back for just using a card, but you also get 100,000 sats just for doing that. This is kind of like advertising, except inside the Fold app. They're going to zap you 100,000 sats for using their card. But can you call it a zap if it's not like actually over? I don't know. You might not be able to do that. But you know where you're going to keep it after you get the sats. You're going to put it on your cold card. You're going to put it on a tap signer. You're going to go to coinkite.com slash store. Actually, no, you're going to go to bitcoinaudible.com slash cold card because that takes you to the store. But my link is cooler because my link. And then you're going to check out all of the amazing things that they have to keep your Bitcoin safe. Because after Fold pays you your sats, you need to actually withdraw them to make them yours. And you get 9% off with code Bitcoin Audible. Check them out. Links, all the goodies right there in the show notes. With that, let's get into today's read. And it's titled The State of Zapvertising by the same cat. It is very early to be talking about the state of zapvertising and how it can and should be made better, but that is exactly how long it took to see what this was and what was both good and bad about it. Then I stopped and decided to ponder it for another day and night to make sure I wasn't just being an ornery old man. I've come to appreciate ornery old men a little bit more over the last few years, though. Sometimes the skepticism, experience, and general distrust of new things that will solve all our problems serves as a valuable breaking force to smash these new ideas against to see if they survive. Ideas that don't survive scrutiny, after all, probably won't survive the real world. So what is Zapvertising? Zapvertising has two forms, and I believe there is a crucial difference between the two. In one version, a company or creator zaps a ton of notes on the Noster feed, Blockstream has done this for a couple of days at a time to great success. It is very unobtrusive, just a gentle reminder that they are there, and it is a way to earn goodwill that may lead to follows and possibly conversion to sales. This method has already proven itself to be fairly successful, as I think the amount of goodwill towards Blockstream shown in the timeline has shown. There is very little downside to this method, and there are already tools implemented on most clients to turn off zap notifications if it ever becomes an annoyance. The other form of Zapvertising saw its first trial run in Domus Test Flight Build 1.5. It involves zapping a note with a message included, and that message is pinned with the note at the top of the replies to it. This form, as far as this author is concerned, is a very different thing. It violates one of the principal features of the Noster network, the organic feed. Until this test, your follow feed, or follows plus replies, has been a chronological feed with no algorithm applied except the mutes or blocks applied by the user. There are, of course, other feeds designed by client developers such as Primal, Noster.Band, et al. that curate a what's hot type of list of notes. These feeds are, however, clearly labeled as such. There is no confusion as to whether a note is listed the way it is because of an algorithm, because the user specifically requested an algorithm. Zapvertisements have none of this clarity are opt-out instead of opt-in, and affect the normally chronological feed. 
This is a fundamental paradigm shift for Noster, and that I believe should be carefully considered before being adopted. During the recent conference at BTC Prague, I had to scroll through entire screens of playful zapvertisements on popular individuals' notes in order to see legitimate replies. This was such a negative interaction for me that I chose to use a different client for the remainder of the day until the playful enthusiasm died down. I ended up reverting to the stable version of Damas because, to be honest, I absolutely love Damas as a client, and using anything else felt clunky to me, until controls are added to the zapvertising feature. What are the weaknesses of the zapvertising model? It is important to note this feedback applies to the experience as seen during an early test of zapvertising during the 2023 BTC Prague conference. I will try to note where I am already aware the developers are trying to work on corrections. There should be a way to turn them off. In progress. This is the most crucial feature to add to Zapvertising. There should be one toggle in my client and poof, I never see a pinned note via Zap ever again. Noster is all about user choice and curation, and nobody should be able to short-circuit my curation by paying a few cents. My freedom is worth much more than a few cents. It should be limited to one zap. Seeing five or six zapvertisements on a popular profile's post is heinous. This destroys the flow of interaction with that user by requiring someone to scroll through pages of these ads to get to the genuine interaction. This is noise, not signal. Human interaction, one of the key defining features of Noster, should never be expended for monetary gains. This would also benefit creators by creating a little bit of a bidding war among potential advertisers to get their ads seen. In a world where sats are still fairly cheap in fiat terms, this is an essential safeguard to ensure that profiles are not weaponized for nearly free. Set thresholds for displaying advertisements. Users should have a control for how many sats an advertiser must have paid a creator before they are willing to view this ad. This is similar to a reverse price in an auction. I am not willing to view your ad because you gave my creator friend half of a cent. I might be willing to view your ad if you gave them 10 cents, or whatever seems appropriate to me. This should absolutely be settable by individual users. They are the only ones who know the appropriate value to place on their attention. Zapvertisements should be limited to my web of trust. The web of trust is an essential feature for Noster to work in the long term. There are a great many people doing an excellent job of theorizing how it can be made more effective and how it can be implemented to maximum effect. Zapvertising should build on this work by only being shown if the advertiser already exists in my web of trust. This prevents a new company from coming in with a big budget or a bad actor from coming in and plastering every post on the timeline with spam. Trust is earned on Noster. And it is not a bad thing to expect advertisers to earn theirs as well. If the advertiser is followed by friends of my friends, then it is appropriate to allow them to extend their reach by showing me their advertisements. If they are not, then chances are I am not interested in their services, or they have not done the work of fostering goodwill from my community. As Blockstream has shown, it is not difficult to garner some goodwill by posting and engaging in the first, non-intrusive form of zapvertising. Zapvertisements should be limited in length. In progress. Since these notes inorganically push real content lower in a thread, 
they should not be able to be any arbitrary length. A short 120 or 240 character type maximum displayed length should be imposed to prevent abuse. Zapvertisements should not include images or previews. In progress. This is both an experience protection and an abuse protection. Many clients already do not load image previews from people I do not follow, or people not in my web of trust, to reduce the likelihood that I am exposed to material that is morally or personally repugnant. Images can also take up more space in the feed. It is a common sense design choice that these notes should not include this type of content. But what about the benefits? Will Zapvertising work? I have my doubts that this will be a successful model without violating the principles espoused by the Noster community. Even in an opt-out situation, if they become popular, the majority of users will probably switch them off. The popularity of ad blockers already built for the internet demonstrates that the majority of users do not like ads getting in the way of their content. If the majority of users switch them off, then there will be little financial incentive to pay for Zapvertising. If users cannot switch them off, and Noster is really nothing more than a Twitter clone made complicated by strange keys and relay management. I do not see how the incentives align for this model to be successful. Is it better for small businesses? As it stands now, yes. If it becomes intensely successful, probably not. Although some of the ideas listed above, most particularly limiting advertisements to the web of trust, may mitigate some of the threats to this model being subsumed by large businesses that have large pools of funds to spray and pray their way into our timelines. It is also worth noting that advertising is going to be limited in its attractiveness to businesses engaged in e-commerce, since we do not track location data. Location data is one of the key elements that allows traditional marketing, such as Facebook ads, to be successful for small businesses engaged in traditional brick-and-mortar-style commerce. Ad dollars need to be maximally effective for these small businesses, and we have none of the tools to do so for retail. Is this method of advertising better because it's paying me? I'm not convinced. The person actually viewing the ad is not being paid. The person posting the note is being paid. The advertisement is living in the viewer's head rent-free. This will likely incentivize advertisers to spend their dollars on popular profiles, creating an influencer culture, which leads to some of the same issues we have seen played out time and time again on social media. Cancel culture, self-censorship, follow farming, and posting for the likes. The democratization of social media in Noster was due to the fact that anyone could post quality content, slowly gain a following of people who valued their content and insight, and receive direct appreciation from their following without involving corporate money. It is certainly not the fault of the people pursuing this idea if the culture has failed to live up to its ideals by actually participating in and funding the ideas they espouse themselves to hold. Creators put a great deal of work into the content they produce, and earning less than a dollar for dozens or even hundreds of hours of hard work is hardly an incentive to use this platform to promote their content. The issue is that producers of anything are incentivized to please their paying audience. The most powerful form of feedback for the vast majority of people is going to be their ability to eat and pay their bills. If advertising becomes a primary revenue stream, then we return to advertisers being the primary influencers of content, the opposite of the democratization we hope Noster to be. To claim that financial incentive will not modify the behavior of people ignores a time-proven feature of human nature. So what? 
At the end of the day, whether advertising turns into a hellscape, whether it is even really necessary, depends upon every one of us. If we do not support the businesses, creators, developers, and operators that we claim to want and need, then we have nobody but ourselves to blame when they end up turning to advertising revenue to fund their work. There is no such thing as a free lunch. You can look at it as being a patron of things you believe in, a contributor to a cause, perhaps all of these, but you have to do it. You have to actually put your money where your mouth is and pay up, because the bill is going to come due, and whoever pays it will own it. All right, and that concludes the state of Zapvertising. Uh, let's hit our sponsors really quick, and then I want to do a guy's take on this piece. At long last, Swan Bitcoin and Bitcoin Audible have parted ways. They will no longer be a sponsor for this show, but I'm just going to take this moment to say you should still sign up at swanbitcoin.com guy. Uh, and that does actually help out the show. There's a very small revenue share that is actually kind of meaningful when you have a lot of people who sign up with your link. And you guys should use Swan Bitcoin uh, to get into Bitcoin. Also, if you are looking to sponsor Bitcoin Audible, uh, hit me up on Twitter DM or Nostra DM. Uh, please, if it's a shitcoin or some crypto crap, we, it, I'm going to save you a lot of time. Just, just don't. But otherwise, if you think you've got something interesting that I would really, really like... Let me know, and uh, maybe I'll be willing to share it with the audience. But otherwise, you guys need to get a fold card and a cold card. Oh man, that's that rhymes. I like that. Get a fold card and a cold card. A fold card for your sats back, and a cold card to keep those sats safe. Bam. All right, let's jump back into the show. So, zapvertising is a really, really interesting thing, and I the first I had ever heard or thought anything about it was when Blockstream. Uh, zapped one of my posts and I can't remember exactly it's too it's too far down for me to even find it at this point but I can't remember exactly what it was there was they were announcing something there was like an article about um I think it was about their not the SDK but the fact that like green light was launched and I'm not sure how they was it a message in the zap itself or was it a post I really kind of think it was a message in the actual zap, or maybe it was just I I clicked on their name and saw it. I don't know. But I remember thinking, oh, shit, Blockstream zap my thing. That was pretty cool. And I remember thinking of it as like a, a positive experience. Like I was, and I actually went and read the article too. And one of the things that uh, the same cat here points out is that it was very unobtrusive. Like it wasn't in the way of what I was doing. And um, it just very much felt like here's some sats to check out what, to check something out now there is an element what i really like about it was that it there was nothing about my experience that was actually geared toward it it was just it was a zap it was a post or a message or whatever just like anything else i really i really feel like it was a it was a message in the zap for some reason but regardless there wasn't a special place for it which i actually think is important because as soon as we start talking about advertisements as some standardized thing, we're talking about trying to create a model of funding for advertising. And where Noster or Noster, whatever, where Noster or uh, Lightning and the idea of just being able to zap people quickly, I think we'll have it, it. It's very intuitive to immediately look for some sort of way to change the advertising model. Um, and I don't mean that in the sense that 
Like we're looking for new monetization because obviously we're looking for new monetization models. That's that's like a critical part of the whole mission here. Um, but to try to modify advertising in a way that's just more coherent or more geared towards zapping, I think is kind of missing the point. Now, that's not to say that what Blockstream did wouldn't might not alt not be called zapvertising i think that's probably a pretty cool name for it and what they did was like i said unique and neat but it was not separated out in the protocol there was nothing about what they did that made it different from the other interactions like i really don't i didn't even notice the thing that was uh commented on in this article and i actually kind of went looking for it um uh but about the fact that the zaps the, the zapped notes were actually at the top of the feed. And as soon as I read this, the experience of the same cat here, I mean, I mean, I'm immediately like, yeah, I don't think that's the, in, the correct approach is what you're trying to do is you're trying to give a place for advertisers to get in the way of the user experience. And especially the fact that it's opt in or excuse me, it's opt. It would be opt out instead of opt in. And I just think it should just be opt in period. Um, like the, the feed, uh, the Noster feed should be 100% user controlled. If the user does nothing and makes no selection, it is just a chronological feed. I think it's kind of critical that it stays that way unless you explicitly make a choice about how to filter that information. Primal is a great example as I constantly refilter my stuff. I go to the explore tab and, you know, do, oh, my followers uh, uh, of the people I'm following plus their followers or whatever it is, the network. And um, and then also go latest versus chronological versus top post, etc. Having that granular control is really important because I think it's going to let us have like certain, you know, when I'm in a hurry and I'm just like kind of checking it for a minute, I literally just go to top posts. But if I'm just kind of like casually browsing, I go to chronological. But there should be no advertising model that gets in the way of those things. I really, really don't like that, especially when you're talking about like if, if a post doesn't have any zaps underneath it, that immediately the the one that's the spam gets to the top of the the top of the list and i'm looking for i mean the whole point of this is social engagement and if the of all the engagement is just advertisement based or it's all just commercial engagement well then it genuinely defeats the whole purpose of having the social like what's your web of trust worth if you can't even see you're not even seeing them as part of the interaction now granted it does seem like that they're trying to fix this and this is explicitly a thing that they know um, but I don't even like the idea of just like a standard place for a advertisement where it's just like at the top, unless the person who posts does that. And it's like a literally a spot in their post that they can have advertisers in their in their content in like some special form. But honestly, I don't think that needs to be at the protocol level. I think that's somehow just like like if I have an advertiser, like let's say Fold is like, uh, why don't you put your um like Fold has the, they're running a campaign right now. Um, and I think it's just for Bitcoin Audible. It might be for everybody they sponsor. But that you get 100,000 sats for free, right? Uh, if you sign up for the card, and that's the free or the premium version. Here I am doing that. Um, <laughs> the free or the premium version, just use the card once and you, uh, you get 100,000 sats. 
Now, maybe they'll be like, hey, guy, why don't you put that in your Nostra post? Like you like you just put the link at the bottom and just be like, by the way, you can get 100,000 sats from Fold. It's like, OK, I can just put that in the note. Like I have all the space that I want and people just know that Fold sponsors the show and that I'm shilling Fold all the time. And they'll just see it and just be like, oh, well, yeah. And more importantly, for the people who contact me every so often and are like, Yo, dude, uh, I think I'm actually going to do the fold thing. Where's the link? Like, you know, sometimes, you know, like, like particularly on like BitcoinAudible.com or something, you think it's everybody knows where to get it, but that's not always the case. If it was just like in a post or something or I posted it regularly on Nostra, well, then it would be there. It would be easily accessible. But I don't need this. It doesn't need to be a protocol way for folds to insert themselves if I don't want them there especially on when it's affecting how people read my post that I haven't chosen instead of instead of affecting the user themselves. So like the 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 thing that he points out at the bottom is that advertising is great because I'm getting paid when Blockstream zapped me. I am the only one who saw that or other people could have seen on the post that it was zapped by Blockstream, but it wasn't a it wasn't a comment in the feed. It wasn't some special place for it they literally were zapping me for my attention so to be able to zap somebody else and then insert themselves into another person's feed or in another person's view of the comments or interactions totally agree i think that's a that's a really bad idea and it's one of those things that it feels like innovation or it kind of sounds like innovation, but really you're just trying to figure out a different way to do the same thing that advertising has always done on social media. And I think it, I, I think that model is literally just replacing lightning with the centralized payment processor and doesn't actually change the problems of the advertising model on social media at all, except worst case, worst of all, worst of all is it's not paying the relay. It's paying the, the person's, the content creator, which I'm not saying that paying the content creator is bad, but the relay is the thing that actually has, it's more important to keep the, the payment for the infrastructure working to actually make sure the, the system itself or the protocol itself actually propagates. But if somebody's actually zapping somebody with a lot of followers, like a business is zapping somebody with a lot of followers, it should be to get their attention, not to insert themselves into all of their followers viewing space. So actually, maybe the simplest way to to do this is to actually have a um, uh, like a pay for DM sort of thing is that you could have uh, somebody who's just getting overwhelmed. Like, I, like I can see myself actually doing that, just having like a 10 sat or 100 sat basically spam filter um, because uh, particularly on Twitter. And I know it's probably going to get this way on Noster pretty quick. I mean, it takes me a long time to go through messages and I don't like it i find some great stuff i find a lot of great conversations but it's like one out of every 10 the rest of it's just utter bullshit and i just kind of doing it do it out of the fact that like i know there's a lot of people who are just having like some sort of a problem and they want some help or they're like i'm thinking about a coin like do i get a cold card or do i get a bitbox or do i get a ledger or what's whatnot and i kind of have like package responses where i'm like okay these are my opinions on these things and i like to help and I want to be able to help. I want to be accessible, but it's not easy. It's a it's a pain in the ass. A minor filter, granted, it would filter out everybody who's asking me about lightning, but, but a, a simple filter of like ten sats or a hundred sats or something would actually be great. And I'd be 
a whole lot less annoyed with the obvious advertisers or the people who are like, oh, I have a marketing campaign. And I'd even be less annoyed with the crypto, the shitcoin shills if I just knew they at least had to give me 100 sats to send me a message and waste my time. And more importantly, it would probably cut that activity down by like 80%. And again, it's directly to me. It is to get my attention. It's like hand cash or the, or, or the original hash cash, uh, except that without using the proof of work, it's just send a few sats to get someone's attention. And that does not have to be built like an advertising model. It can literally just be a setting to, uh, to have relays not forward something if it doesn't have a payment attached in the context of a DM, I mean. And as much as it, just talking about monetization models in general, as much as it kind of annoys me generally, I still really think the paywall model is not, it shouldn't be put out of the question. And I think it will lead to more free content in order to prove or be a proof of work for the value of the paid content. And specifically from the side of the content creators and the, you know, the producers and the, the creative people in the space who are literally on social media trying to push or um, connect you to their product, to content that they are creating for the explicit purpose of getting some sort of value back to, to provide for other people. Like it's a podcast, the podcast, great example. This podcast is free and I have advertisers. And now I'm extremely selective about my advertisers because I don't like the idea of being, uh, I don't like the idea of being restricted into what I'm allowed to say. And if I was accepting, you know, Binance or, you know, just some random exchange or something like I did with uh, eToro for like a short span of time, which I had actually used, I did it for like five episodes way back in like the crypto economy. And I remember feeling so like, ugh. Because I didn't really know that much about them. I'd used them like briefly. And I was always just worried that it was going to go the way of, you know, some uh, normal crypto exchange. And then I was going to have to defend them or just going to have to like tell them, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to tell them what I now really think. It was just not a fun situation. And I didn't want to be there anymore. So I kind of, that was really kind of the one that pushed me over the edge to like, why am I doing this? This is stupid. I just need to reach out to the people that I really, really like. Because then I can just tell you about them. But that is by no means going to be the norm when we're talking about an advertising situation. It does change the incentives. And because of that, I don't like the idea of a protocol level modification or a, a distinct distinction for an advertisement. Because I don't think I'm still far more inclined. Granted, this means that the behavior uh, not the behavior, but the the amount of sats flowing on the platform, the choices and the actions, the zaps of the actual users is tied to or correlated with the amount that any relay or the infrastructure needed to keep this thing running would get. So you could potentially have a negative feedback loop of with slightly less activity, like it gets where you kind of have like a downward spiral problem of less funding for the infrastructure if you're using i didn't even explain if you're using the split zaps model now i'm thinking of actually doing a uh, really simple little video 
just kind of edit a video to make it look as if the UI has like a thing because I want to I, I put up a 1 million sat bounty with I think GG and someone else or Walker I think it was under a Walker post but we we're talking about trying to encourage somebody to do the build in built in zap splitting and I wanted it to be done at the client level so that when I was posting through Damas being an example or excuse me I'm zapping through Damas or I'm or posting actually either or either or is that a portion of my zap goes to them because I'm using that client it's my my choice you know and they can request or have a default amount and I can opt out or change it you know whatever it is but I have gotten into, I'm just basically do a thousand sats. Thousand sats is my favorite zap. And if I sent 50, 50 sats to Domus every time I posted through them, uh, or zap through them, or uh, 50 sats to Iris, I guess it makes sense to actually post. So that when I was receiving zap, uh, sats, uh, you know, somebody uh, sends me a dollar, maybe five cent goes to Domus. See, the, see, that would be, I think it makes sense for the posting because that's directly incentivizing or directly paying for the content that is being hosted. So the better content hosted on the platform um, and the better their content rules are for, you know, how much video can you post, like these sorts of things actually have a immediate feedback or they, they are tied to the incentives for actually propagating that content and they are tied to the payments for the amount of value that people have perceived to have received from that content so all the relay and data storage and stuff side of things become about having the highest value content per the signal from the user so i think that's far more closely aligned and then the idea of zapvertising can be totally just left up to the fact that Blockstream zapped one of my things and somehow I ended up reading one of their articles. But there was nothing new about it. I mean, there wasn't, there wasn't anything special about it. They literally just zapped my post. They paid me for my attention. And maybe if they wanted to DM me and be like, guy, here's this new article, we're releasing this new thing, I'd love if you checked it out. Here's a thousand sats. Now, the same cat here talks about, like, Will's advertising works, and he thinks that, I mean, kind of what I thought about the, the idea that, you know, this is the same model of, as Twitter, just trying to twist it to make it work with zaps, which I, I think is a misunderstanding of the problem of the advertising model. And I agree that in that sense of the idea, um, the incentives that it will likely produce the same result except in a way that it's less beneficial for the relay less beneficial for the infrastructure itself and potentially gets in the very way of the signal attempting to be communicated through the protocol and through the web of trust and stuff and i also totally agree but no matter what happens it should absolutely be limited to the web of trust and this is exactly why synonym and uh, Hole Punch and the things that they're doing over there, I think is so critical because they're, everything that they're doing, what, what they're building is designed around the concept of Web of Trust and how to leverage that. And when we're in a space where everyone is defined by their keys and you have explicit degrees of separation from, you know, separate networks, I think that's a brilliant way to, I mean, that's, that's exactly what we were talking about, what I was talking about in the Noster article that I just read, um, uh, my own article, 
uh, was uh, uh, the um, the idea that you weight the information based on the distance from your circle of trust, from your social graph. And that right there, that right there would be a huge thing for A, making sure that I very carefully curate my web of trust. Who do I let into my circles? Um, and there was actually another element that recently tied to that. Uh, if I remember, I'll, I'll bring it back up again. But it just makes the web of trust. Oh, oh, actually, the, the thing that Vitter um, uh, and uh, Amethyst uh, talked about or, or did that made everybody in a big stink about censorship and stuff. And I was like, eh, I don't really think about this in the context of censorship. But the, the value of your web of trust is actually really high. And this simplifies the process of blocking. So the tool or the, the, the rule specifically, and I think it was IFAN, I-E-F-A-N. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to pronounce that. But I think he was the first one that had a post that really went on about this. Um, talking Because there is a potential really negative side effect here. Is th The way it worked is that if five people blocked somebody in your feed, that they wouldn't show up. You would automatically block them as well. Here's the catcher. They had to be in your web of trust. So, like, if uh, uh, Carnage, um, uh, UTXO, my brother, Gigi, and Walker all blocked somebody, well, I'm following all of those people. So it immediately blocks in my feed. This is actually a great way to leverage to make, so that I don't have to, like, on Twitter... I literally go through and they're like hiding comments. Every single thing that I post still has five or six bullshit adverts like spam posts underneath it. And I don't block anybody anymore because it's, it's pointless. It's just a job with no conclusion. It's completely, it, there's, there's no benefit to it at all. And it does nothing to actually solve the problem. It, and not only that, it's more clicks to, actually attempt to block like because because it can be spammed or it, it can be abused they have to make it so it's like six or seven clicks and you like do you want to add other uh posts and all this stuff and it's just like jesus if i had to do this on like the top six posts every single time i posted to have like a clean experience on twitter i mean thank god it's at least hidden by default but if i had to do that it would just, there would be no, I would never, ever go there. I already try to just stay away from it. So it's actually pretty smart. And I, I got to hand it to him. Um, uh, Vitter or Viter, if, again, I don't know the name. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, that it's a pretty clever way to leverage the people that you trust in order to curate your experience based on what they consider spam but your whole circle considers spam. However, what it does is it very much increases, you can't like, it, it makes it a little bit dangerous to casually follow people and, and or to follow people kind of experimentally, especially, also especially if you can't, it's not clear that this is happening. You, you know, like maybe there should be a mechanism to um, identify or excuse me, or notify that someone has been blocked, like you can go to those notifications and you can see who is blocking things. And then if someone calls attention to something and tags somebody and you notice that you have blocked them or that they're, they're specifically eliminated from your feed, you can go see who is responsible for that. And you can be like, these five accounts are all bullshit accounts anyway that I wasn't sure about. 
let me remove them from my, my web of trust. I think when it comes back to the advertising model, that's also a really clever way to leverage that trust, leverage the reputations and the trust built up in your social graph in order to immediately limit the exposure of some subset of businesses or spam or crypto people, whatever it is, that, that would clearly be outside of your circles. But again, I think that's more of a fail-safe or a more of a uh, band-aid on an already kind of bad idea. It's just the formality of a Zapvertising model where I think it's purely an interesting and incentive-aligned issue 100% on the idea of somebody just zapping you to get your attention so that you see it in your mentions. And maybe the simple way to filter that is to have your zaps, your zap notifications for the last hour or five hours or something based on amount. It's just the highest zaps are at the top and they go down from there. So if somebody really wants to get my attention, they want to pay me 50,000 sats to be at the top of my zap notifications, that's totally fine. And I it makes perfect sense for zaps to be to have that you know, default orientation. And that's not me opting in. That's not me opting out. That's not anything of the sort. It's literally just uh, categorizing or, or creating a hierarchy for uh, my notifications based on the potential import or maybe the potential value declaration or, or stake, I don't know what you would call it, of the community based on my posts. So like one post got, you know, 150,000 sats and it's at the top of my zap notifications. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on here? And it just so happened to be that somebody I posted about, uh, oh, here, here's another great example. We'll use Fold again, um, just because they're an easy model. Uh, I posted that I, I didn't know about Fold, right? And I post that I can't believe that this stupid, I'm using my Amazon credit card and I get Amazon points or whatever. And I wish I could get zaps for this. Or excuse me. I wish I could get sats for this. Why the hell doesn't somebody have a, a sats back rewards card? And then fold jumps in and post, you know, does a hundred thousand zat, sat zap on my post and says, guy, we have this. We literally have exactly what you were talking about. You should check it out. That would be great. That would be great. It's organic. It's incentive aligned. They're trying to get my attention. And it may very well be an incredibly relevant advertising because they're contacting me about a post that I had regarding a product that existed that I did not know about. Nothing about Nostra has to change for that to be possible. Just change the default orientation in the zap list. And it also kind of lends itself to businesses interacting, actually participating rather than just being a commercial front where they're just running around trying to shove shit into people's feed, but they're actually talking to people. And, you know, and I think that's really the, there's this new, I don't know what you call it, like a genuine economy being built where everybody's so sick of this fakeness. You know, when I watch the news, I kind of want to throw up sometimes because I know no one is actually talking. They're literally reading shit and it, there's this like robotic nature to it where it's like purposefully disingenuous. It's so weird and creepy. I, I literally can't even watch it. Where I think, you, you know, you might consider like Instagram influencers, like there's this degree of like middle of the road where people try to pretend to be genuine, but they're not. And they're, they're essentially trying to mimic this new economy of people just 
genuinely sharing their opinion and their thoughts and getting engagement and getting response and getting interaction because people think the ideas are interesting or they want to challenge or they just want to be like, oh, that's a terrible idea. And it causes a, a debate. You know, it gets a conversation going. It, it's a social environment of actual social engagement or social interaction. And that should be prioritized. And that's what I think companies ought to do. I think that's the, the strategy for companies in the future is genuine engagement, not fake engagement. And maybe it relies totally on uh, curating a culture of people or a community pe of people in the company who are just very much aligned. Like Swan Bitcoin is a good example of like they just have like really solid Bitcoiners there. So, you know, the fact that everybody is uh, everybody who's like part of their team or part of their community is out talking and discussing things on Twitter. I, I think they probably have like a low threshold of like worrying about whether or not anybody says something stupid or crazy because they're not really afraid to be controversial. I mean, look at Corey Clipson on freaking Twitter all the time, right? Like he doesn't he doesn't censor himself. So anyway, that's a long tangent on just explaining that I think the the social and just just curating a positive and genuine social environment without trying to manipulate how things are fed to people and leaning on the value of the web of trust for the sake of curating and filtering, which is the whole purpose, really, of m the movement of information through your social graph, through your friends, from your friends of your friends, and so on. I think that alone is all that's needed. Just making that the best experience pos possible is all that's needed for the idea of quote-unquote zapvertisements to take a form that's actually positive and not intrusive. And in that sense, I actually think it could be a really great thing for the concept of the advertising model, is how could advertising change to be a net positive and not be the underlying incentive model for either the content creation or the orientation or the filtering or curating of the stuff that the user actually sees. Because I think those two potential negative consequences should be avoided. I think they're the problem. They're a major part of the problem with social media. So anyway, I feel like I'm kind of uh, repeating myself. Um, but uh, this was a really cool article, and I'm happy. This I'm not really seeing anybody uh, write articles about advertising. It's you know very very fresh. So hey, that's actually uh, a way to get read on the show. Maybe is write about something that nobody else is writing about yet. That, that might work, because if I want to talk about it, I mean, I don't know who the same cat is. I think, uh, where's the where's the post? T.me, the same, that is the Telegram. I'll, I'll try to find them on Noster and make sure that I post their pub key uh, so that you can check them out, you can follow them, and a thank you to them for writing this piece. It's a cool little read, and I think it's a really fascinating idea, especially in the context that we've talked about so many times on the show, of how lightning is going to fundamentally change the monetization model and what we can do in order to facilitate or uh, promote and reinforce the things that we think are positive and the things that we think will actually work. And in that context, I still really, really want, I want to give my million sats out to somebody to build what I, what I was looking for. Granted, if somebody's got just like a decent lightning prisms or uh, zap split, I want to go ahead and give that to them too. I'll just I'll just kind of double up on it. But uh, I wanted to give a million sats to somebody who um, 
and made it explicit in the client, like like JB or or Fiat Jaff or or somebody Vitter, um, to specifically make in the Zap thing, like maybe just do a tip, like I'll I'll do it I'll do a video I'll try to do a video and I'll post it on Noster. So follow me on Noster and you'll see what I'm talking about with the idea of having it so that the relay gets paid every time there's a zap. And maybe that's not enough. Maybe, you know, just, just because uh, the same cat kind of mentions it here is like, that means that we have to zap, right? Like we need to actually engage. And if we think that this is going to work and the value for value is going to work, we have to put our zaps where we have to put our sats where our mouth is. So something to keep in mind, it's, it's up to us to figure out what works and to, then to actually use it. So we'll close this one out here. I thank you guys so much for listening. Do not forget to subscribe. Don't forget to check out the third episode of AI Unchained. We had a freaking amazing discussion. And we will be back here with another episode tomorrow of Bitcoin Audible. And until then, guys, take it easy. Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. Henry Thomas Buckle